All right, how's everybody doing today? Um, today's Bible study, we're going to look in Psalm 16, and I will admit that uh, the Bible study is influenced by recent events. Uh, recently, Amy Tony Barrett was uh, confirmed as a Supreme Court Justice, um, sworn in at the White House by Clarence Thomas, and it's really pretty amazing to me. She's the first, really, or the most openly pro-life uh, justice that's ever been appointed to the Supreme Court, and it, it was interesting watching the reaction of, uh, you know, part of the country, like I, I celebrated as a great victory, and then part of this country celebrated as a dark day that will mean the end of women's rights and things like that, and you know, I, I was reading in Psalm 16, and <clears throat> it says in verse two. I said to the Lord, you are my master. Everything good I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak the names of their God. And I really believe that one of them, maybe America's greatest problem has been that we have allowed sacrifices of blood through the form of abortion to take place now up to 60 million people and what's kind of shocking to me is how we have this large part of our population that have just accepted that that terminology of well it's a woman's right to choose over her own body it doesn't make sense from a logical standpoint it certainly doesn't make sense from a spiritual standpoint Bible's clear in Psalm 139 um, David talks about how God formed him in the womb that he was created by God in the womb in his own, in his own image men, uh, men and women are created in the image of God you know even science tells us that a child's heart starts to beat at somewhere around 14 to 21 days why is that not the beginning of life the, the beginning of a heartbeat you know, even if you wanted to I believe it begins at but even if you want to look at science, what is it that determines when a life is over? Even if someone is, is pronounced brain dead, they're still considered alive as long as their heart is beating. And death is not proclaimed until the heart stops beating. So the heart beating, to me, would be easily a sign of life. You know, I'm just going to give you some facts about... Uh, I'm not going to get into the horrors of what abortion really is. You can look that up. It's, it's horrifying if you look at it um, and, and determine how they do those and uh, what happens. It's just awful. Um, you know, we've had here in our church, Gianna Jessen, who was a survivor of an abortion attempt. Um, you know, we have a guy who goes to church here, who's a priest here, Ronnie Hill, who was, um, you know, the result of a date rape. And so you have all these different arguments. The only real argument is, is that a life or not? And scripture, I believe, plainly shows that it is a life. And even in all these days where, um, you know, we have so much talk about racism and equality and things like that, there are certain, there are certain facts. Almost every abortion in this country was born by Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood was begun by a woman named Margaret Sanger. And one of her uh, intents in abortion and in beginning Planned Parenthood was to reduce the population of minorities. You 
can go back and read her words. That's her own words. Um, even today, 63% of all Planned Parenthood clinics are found in predominantly Hispanic or black areas of town. So you can read into that whatever you want to. Um, the words about choice and a woman's own body uh, don't hold up even, they don't hold up scripturally. The scripture tells us that that's a separate person. You know, John the Baptist, uh, when he was in his mother's womb, the Bible said he left at the sound of Mary's voice uh, when Elizabeth, his mom, and Mary met when she was pregnant with John the Baptist. That's the sign of a distinctive human being. Scientifically, a baby upon conception has different DNA from the mother. So it is, it's a separate being. Um, but we live in a culture now where uh, there are all these buzzwords or um, the way you say things becomes really important because the reason that that's important is because people want to influence the way you think about them. Um, you go, people don't, who are for abortion don't want to be called pro-abortionists. They want to be called pro-choice because, hey, who's against choice? Everybody wants to choose. But the problem is, is that when your choice affects another person's right to live, that's a choice that legally we don't allow in this country. That's called murder. And yet you find all these um, different word plays about, well, this is a vote against women's health. No, it's not. Um, sometimes you can look and see what are people most trying to suppress. And you can see the things that really should be the most closely closely scrutinized. A few years ago, um, an organization was going to run a commercial during the Super Bowl, and it was about Tim Tebow and his mom. Because you hear all this, well, what about in the, in the case of a mom, um, you know, and her life, and, uh, you know, versus the life of the baby? And I know there are certain times where doctors might say this is risky or whatever, but I, I don't know of any circumstance where they've said you are definitely going to die if you have this baby. Maybe that's true, and if so, I, that would be a, an awful place um, for mom and dad to be in. Um, but they told Tim Tebow's mom that she needed to abort him when he was in the womb because it was going to be a very difficult pregnancy and that it, that it might uh, harm her and might kill her. And so she chose to trust God and have the baby, and that's what the commercial was about, was about their story. But the, the news organization, or the organization, the, the channel that was carrying the Super Bowl, would not allow that to be aired. They were willing to pay the money, pay for that time, but they would not allow it to be aired. And there were a lot of organizations that were pushing to not have that story on the air. Why would people want to suppress the true story of a young man who was whose mom was told that if she had him, she might die, and yet when she did, she didn't. It's a true story. It's their testimony. Why would people want to suppress that? Because they don't want you to see, they don't want you to identify those questions as actual people. And they, they want you to see it as in the abstract instead of, hey, look at this guy. This is a guy that if you listen to what they said, he wouldn't even exist. And that's harder to deal with. That's that's a life that you can see and that you can recognize and that, that makes sense to people. So one of the things that we as believers have to do, and that verse said, look, it, it said that uh, um, you are my master. You know, we should be mastered by the word of God and by truth. And 
truth should always be allowed to come out. You know, anytime somebody wants to suppress the truth, there's something that they don't want you to know. And I'm not this big conspiracy theorist. I'm not trying to say that, but that's how the enemy works, is the enemy wants to suppress truth when truth can set you free and when truth can save a life. And they want to, it's a sacrifice of blood. And if you really uh, look at it, I honestly believe that abortion is one of the most significant hurdles for our country to ever really embrace and, and have an, a great awakening. Again, there have been times where revivals have swept across this country. And as long as we live in this culture of death, and you see it in all these different areas, um, the more comfortable we are with, with allowing certain people to choose whether or not a life is worth living, whether or not they want it to live, that spills over into other areas. And you see that, you know, you, you everybody wants to blame this or blame that or whatever, but the fact is that we live in a culture where life is not uh, valued the way the Scripture tells us life should be valued. Children now are seen as an inconvenience. Well, I mean, there was a big, one of the big uh, criticisms of uh, Amy Coney Barrett was, well, she was going to hold women back by having all these kids because you can't have a career and move forward and do it. Well, she's a, how do you tell her she's not going to be able to have a career? She has seven kids, most of whom are still at home, and yet she is now a Supreme Court justice. So how can you say that that keeps you from being able to have a career? That's another reason they didn't want her to be uh, nominated, in my opinion. But I, they actually said that. So it's not really just my opinion. But here's the here's the thing: we should be mastered by the truth of God's word, and not the culture that's around us. You know, they they want to say, you know, there was a, a moment in that hearing where they even one of the dictionaries changed because of what a senator said about sexual preference. That's that people don't get to choose. Well, if they don't get to choose, then how does somebody get to say that they're a five-year-old get to say that they're a girl when they're biologically a boy? How do you get around that? Because how does the five-year-old really know what they are one way or another? I mean, my kids, when they were five years old, were crawling around the floor pretending to be a dog. So why would I trust a five-year-old to tell me what they really are? But you have people, I mean, that's how really ludicrous things have gotten when you when you begin to impress on people these standards that are not biblical and they're not true so i didn't mean to be i hope that wasn't didn't come across being political um if it did sorry but you know th- there are some of these issues that cross those lines this is one of them the, the issue about life um i think personally that you know there, there's at least hope now to me that maybe um, abortion can be ended and you know we can take this, the guilt of this of the blood of, of these millions and millions of children the stain of it we can we can stop it in america that's my hope that's my prayer and i hope it'll be yours too so i hope some of these thoughts helped you um hope you guys have a great week and hope to see you either online or in person this sunday at church and uh, we'd love to have you we have three services one at 8 30 one at 9.45 and one at 11 o'clock. And uh, we'll see you this Sunday.